and welcome to the Northern Monkeys Football Show. Um, we have a full house with us as well. Wayne is here, dicking about as you're, as always. Hello, Wayne. Uh, what do you mean, dicking about? I'm a very professional person. I love you now. Is, is that well? I'll just pl- I'll play out to everybody the uh, cancelled intro because that recorded. So we'll play every that and you know. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, Odin's here as well. Odie Pie. Hello. And uh, Nuttall is here as well. Oh, oh boy. Good evening. Uh, so we've got plenty of Premier League to talk about, shitloads in the Premier League, uh, an FA Cup weekend and the draw as well, which we'll come on to the end. Uh, and obviously wins Premier League, Fantasy Football and Super 6 uh, review as well. Bag of goals, don't forget that. And Nuttall's bag of goals is coming up as well. The usual fun stuff. Wayne, have you got the Super 6 ready? I have. I'm more concerned about the uh, Fantasy Football, but we'll get to that. I'm looking forward to the Super Six from this week, so let's, let's uh, come on to that later. <laughs> uh, the first game we're going to start with today is probably the game of the weekend. Uh, Manchester United 3, Southampton 2. Uh, Man U went 2-0 down um, and then came back to win 3-2, obviously. Uh, okay. Odie, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll start with you then. Um, going 2-0 down and winning 3-2... Is not is an old fashioned man new thing to do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like a doesn't feel like a normal man new side. If, if that makes sense. No, it's. Uh, I thought when they went two 0 down, I thought that's got to be it for Solskjaer. Mm. And uh, they put Cavani on. Uh, they're all angry about him not having his boots ready uh, to come to come on. And uh, yeah, he bagged bagged a couple, doesn't he? Um, mm. showing that class that we thought he had before and we thought he might maybe be getting a bit too old but no he he did he come on and changed game didn't he so it's a similar sort of signing to Brimovic really from when yeah. they signed him yeah. and it's, they might get a year possibly two to push out of him they're not going to get much more I wouldn't have thought uh, no, I actually turned the game off at half time uh, because I thought it were dead and buried Uh <laughs> And somebody nearly died in Formula One, so I want to see that unfold. Um, but I would have never turned that off two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, with, with it being Man because I, I, But I was the same as own. I thought Solskjaer's gone after this because they're not going to keep putting up with this. Mm. Uh, but, so I, I can't speak on what happened in the second half because I didn't see it. But they were piss poor at first. Yeah. So, Wayne, you're Mr. De Gea's biggest fan. <laughs> um how much blame are you putting on him for the second goal? He got he got a decent hand to it, and he still ended up going in. Well, ju- just to be clear, we're just about to enter December, and this is the first time this season we've spoken about De Gea. So oh. I think that's probably a re- reference to how well he's done this season that's in like, comparison to last season. We're only um, two months in, but you're a better man. Man, you started at the end of September, and we've had two international breaks. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see the relevance to this. Yeah. Um, get his cock out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> His cock or your cock? <laughs> or Leeds' cock? I'm confused. What cock are we on about here? Can, can I be clear? For the first time, it isn't me that's brought up cocks. It's Odin this time, all right? I okay. think we should have given him the Rachubka of the week. It's it's a bit harsh, I think. Um, I think you're taking a lot away from Ward-Prowse. He got there. The free kick, which was which was quality, uh, quality free kick. What, the you know, you told me there. that's... He got there and he didn't keep it out. 
It got a big hand to it. It got a it big hand. It got a whole hand to it. It got a whole hand to it. For me, he's got a, if he's if he's, he's got a cross, he was stood in the middle of his net anyway, so he should have got a cross. And he's got a full hand to it. I don't know. He's not kept it out. To be fair, uh, there's not really been any other uh, mistakes by goalkeepers this weekend. So there you go, Richard Crew of the week, David Day. <laughs> Lexi, Lexi uh, keeping silent there where I don't talk about Jamal Blackman's constant mistakes he's been making in a Rotherham shirt. But, um, Ode, you are the uh, you are the awarder of the Chubka of the Week, so fair just enough. For, just for clarity, are you keeping a record of this so we can hand out a season award? Uh, no, but we mentioned it on the show, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just go through, through the episodes at some point. In, in his um, next self-isolation. Yeah, which can't be more than a week or so away now. Um, uh, I thought we were harsh on him, to be honest. I thought he was uh, you taking really? a lot away from Ward Prowse, who's got actually a, a really good free kick uh, from an angle that you weren't really expecting him to do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to have a go at De Gea for that one. I think a lot of other weeks he'd have, that'd have been uh, wouldn't have been Richubka of the week, but seeing as there's not been. Many mistakes, but I can and, and we ain't, and we ain't getting one this season, so no, we felt the need. Harsh, it's not harsh. Dean Anderson, obviously, it, 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 as part of as part of letting a goal in, he managed to injure himself as well uh, by hitting his knee against the post. Well, pretty painful, to be fair. Yeah, it did. Uh, so Dean Anderson came on to make, I think, his league debut for Man U. Uh, not all you didn't watch second half, Odie. I don't recall him having much to do, to be honest, in second half. No, I don't. I don't remember him having a save to make. Uh, only thing I can think of is he he were quick starting play back up. Um, mm. But you, you'd expect him to be, wouldn't you? We're two 0 down yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's there trying to take some credit from it, but really, I fuck all to do. Yeah, I don't know extent of injury, but it might be a good uh, a good thing. He might get an opportunity here in league now. Uh, mm-hmm. so and, 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 and it'd be good for England if he did. Yeah, it would. Uh, he's had a, he's had a scan today. Um, I think Manuel playing midweek, so we should find out this week the extent of it. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to go off like that. An impact injury on the knee tends not to be a major problem. And if it is a problem, it tends to be a major problem, if that sort of makes sense. Um, so it might be good for good for Henderson um, and good for Man U not to have to get it net because obviously it's just problems, isn't it? <laughs> um, Man U started to come back in the 59th minute with with Bruno Fernandez with the Edison Cavani assist and then Edison Cavani got two more goals to make uh, it three two uh, 93rd minute winner. Um, is how how you know, if the problem Man U have got is that he may well be suspended for a period of time now. Because of an Instagram post which had a racial. Uh, what word did it on. say? Can we see it? No, we can't see it. I ain't seen it. It's a, it's a Spanish word that is semi regularly used. Is it, think, is, it the, is it the word beginning with an N? I think it's the word that Suarez got done for. Uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, but it, it, it wasn't used in a negative way. Some, somebody gave him, gave him praise and he said cheers and then he used it. So, But there's, I think he's already been charged. Uh, and I suspect that type of thing is a slam dunk because he shouldn't be using words like that. Well, he could be looking at eight or nine games for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a cultural uh, difference in translation into and what we understand that word to mean and what they understand that word to mean. 
Um, but you can't. It's not acceptable in England, unfortunately. So he's never going to get away with it. Um, would, you, would you would you like to remove the word unfortunately? No, because it's the intent of the message, isn't it? Okay. Although his intention of the message wasn't to be racist, he was racist. So some of the unfortunate part is for him. Okay, that's fine. Just clarifying that because it sounded like it's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> like I was some way advocating it. It's, that's what, it's no. that's what, how it's done. That's why I want to clarify. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it, it's more intent than that. But yeah. the fact that I said it, you need to stamp out anything like that in game. So he's probably yeah. he's going to be looking at quite a big game ban. Yeah, which is which is massive. Could be massive for Manuel, but the games he's come on has made a big impact. Um, so that's going to potentially sound like that. The fact that the waveform's decent. I think they've won five away games on bounce menu, so there is some positives. Uh, but going to the, the the way they performed it first half is a massive negative, and they've got to they've got to sort that out. They can't have half like that. Solskjaer uh, looked like a little lost boy. He did. Solskjaer always looks like a little lost boy. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Liverpool. <laughs> uh, what? During his mum. Come and fetch him. You could try. Do you speak Norwegian? I don't think Solskjaer speaks Norwegian. I've listened to him. <laughs> Natal, you must speak some Norwegian. Why? Because you've been there. Do you speak Albanian? <laughs> <laughs> I, probably, I probably know how to say hello. The thing is, in Scandinavia, hello, Scandinavia, as a rule, they speak better English yeah. than I do. So it's quite unnecessary to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to Liverpool 1, Brighton 1. Uh, Liverpool had two goals disallowed uh, and then a 93rd minute penalty for Brighton. Uh, so VAR was very heavy in this game. Um, so, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. Um, any any complaints with any of the VAR decisions? I think the two offsides and the penalty for Brighton. Any issues? They're all pretty, pretty solid to me. I, I remember, no. I, I did watch, I, I'm saying I remember, I watched match at day Saturday night Mm. Uh, but I had a quite a few to drink. But I don't remember if there being a problem with any of them at the time. But if you ask me to recollect what actually happened, I don't think I would be able to. So best that I just stay out of this discussion. To, to be to be clear about it, not all the flying unicorn did trip him. So what you saw was correct. <laughs> was it your pink gin and lemonade that you were drinking? Uh, no, I don't think I did on uh, on Saturday. Have you got one there? Is that one there? Yeah, that is what I've got now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been and bought no beer. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, for those who are listening to Nuttall's final episode of uh, Northern Monkeys, <laughs> it's not, I have to admit, it's not really a Northern Monkey stereotype, is it? It's not what you no. expect when you're, when you're tuning into a Northern Monkeys podcast no. to have Nuttall's somebody sat there with down. a gin glass. No. <laughs> Nuttall's trying to break down stereotypes. I am. <laughs> yeah. Just on the uh, on the VAR decision to give the penalty at the end, for me, there's been a lot of uproar about this. It's been it was the exact same as the one Liverpool got given a few weeks earlier, uh, where Salah decided he wanted to have a jump round in box as well. So they can't you can't have it one way, not the other. I, I have seen Klopp's absolutely fantastic interview, but yeah. and, it, and, it, and he does saying that that he doesn't disagree with any of the decisions. Mm. Uh, Obviously, his interview were a bit more than just talking about the game. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll mention that. But the, on the penalty, Ode, for me, that penalty is one of the really good things of AIR because that would never have been given and it was a penalty and it should yeah. have been given. 
Yeah, it were it were penalty. Although I thought it were harsh because it were more like a follow through. Yeah, uh, I get the same. But yeah, it would like you say it wouldn't have, definitely wouldn't have been good. Mm. Uh, and it was. But the thing is, I've noticed we we they are at minute mm. is whenever they're asked to go and look at at the screen, mm. they give that decision. It's as if like they're trying to stop managers. Um, and fans complaining that they're not going to screen. It's like they're having a mm. word in the rear saying, oh, well, you need to look at this. But really, I'd have it anyway. The VAR bloke, you know, so... I think that's the idea. The, the, the problem was last season that the guy in the box was making the decision. It's got to be the man on the pitch that's making the decision. Yeah, but I think um, he's influenced by that, though, as well. Yeah, I agree with that. But then there was that one a few weeks ago at Spurs game where Hoiberg was fouled in the build-up to Brighton goal. He went and had a look and didn't see it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think... More penalty decisions, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, So Liverpool dropping two points, uh, but goals disallowed, obviously. After the post-match interview that he had, particularly with BT, Des Kelly from BT, uh, it was like an eight-minute interview. It went on forever. When when Jurgen's not happy, he's not not happy, is he? When? <laughs> what do you want from me? He's a miserable git. People think he's happy go lucky or something. He's not. Do he's you think he's got a point? I, I never agree with with club. Just just try and be objective and pretend it's not Liverpool. Does he have a point? Finishing at seven o'clock. Well, actually finishing at probably ten o'clock on a Wednesday night. And then having the early kickoff on a Wednesday, on a Saturday morning, well, almost morning. Should, should number one, should it be allowed? And number two, bearing in mind that his club agreed to it, along with every other club in the league, does he have a leg to stand on? We've mentioned this on the show a couple of times. The issue is, is that we're in a COVID-affected season where games are going to be Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, mm. that's going to happen. Um, and as I've said before. You, you should have the strength for the, uh, the strength in depth in the squad to do that. The fact that they've got two or three injuries should not be a factor in this. They it's one, it's one two, or depth. three for Liverpool. They're in, they're in the midst of a defensive injury crisis. Oh, oh, everybody's battling the same conditions. Yeah. I understand what is well. I say everybody is in the Premier League. They're not, are they? I suppose that's his argument. They're successful, that's why they're in Champions League. They've got a bigger squad, they can afford to pay more money out. That's that's it comes with the territory of being one of the best clubs. They play more games in a regular season. So yeah. I, I sort of understand what he's saying, but on the same token, what does he want them to do? Because his yeah. big his big complaint was that they were the half twelve. Mm. Would it have made much difference if they were half five, really? I would have said so. Yeah. And not uh, just that. Uh, they also brought up in a press. Uh, you were asked a question the other week um, about playing on a Monday and then a Friday. I think it was uh, when we played. Can't remember when we played Monday, but I think we played Villa on Friday. Um, they asked him about fixture congestion and playing Monday and Friday, and that. And he said, "Well, you can look at it either way. You've got more time after that game. Mm. Your next game." Obviously, it's like swings and roundabouts with it. Mm. Yeah, well, you, you look at Klopp wants to think himself lucky that he's not, not a champ, championship manager in championship because all championship clubs are playing Saturday, Tuesday, 
We have, we have uh, minus international break, we've been playing Saturday Tudor since October, and we're now in December. So he wants to sort of feel himself lucky that they're not all league games. I mean, in Champions League, if they're not already through, they will be. He'll be able to play under 18s. So he's got, they've got that luxury as well, haven't they? That's the point. They've got the financial clout to avoid to be able to have a backup pool of players that mm. can fill in this gap. Unlike clubs in the Championship, League One and League Two, who have no attendances, so they've had nothing through the gate and get only a fraction of the cost of the income from TV rights. Mm. So I've got literally zero sympathy. Fair enough. Uh, Odin, he decided to start a pointless feud with Chris Wilder. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> what, why, why is he getting involved with Chris Wilder? I don't understand. I don't know. What, what, what we're thinking, because Wilder said that about the uh, the subs, were it? Wilder's called Jurgen Klopp it. selfish because Jurgen Klopp wants five subs. But then Jurgen Klopp's called Chris Wilder selfish because Chris Wilder only wants three subs. Yeah. He's it, it's, it's just, it's just lashing out at everyone, isn't he? Yeah. It were a brilliant little dig, though. <laughs> well, you've only got you've only got one point, so what do you know? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. felt pointless. I enjoyed it, but it felt really pointless. I felt sorry for for bloke that were interviewing him. To be he honest, he did a good job, though. To be fair, didn't it? He, he did, and, he, and he, gave, and he gave him he gave him it back. To be yeah. fair, yeah. I think that was shock, like shock bitter, it weren't it? Like mm. no one's really challenged Klopp when he's mentioned it before about he's whinged about thinking he was. He just came straight out, didn't he? Well, aren't you, aren't you picking on wrong people here? You know, and uh, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, Klopp didn't like it. There was a game a few years ago. I can't remember when it were. Liverpool drew, and one of one of the reporters basically challenged him, and he didn't like it. When somebody has to go back and sort of, well, not has to go, has to go the wrong word because they're not having a go. When they challenge him on what he's saying, and he's lost or drawn, he really, really don't like it. Well, it's not challenging. It's doing what's called proper journalism. Well, yeah, that's what it is. It, it doesn't like tabloid. It, it loves tabloids because they'll give him a soundbite. It doesn't like proper journalism. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, yeah, one, they just, and they dropped two points. So I wait at Brighton, which is the game they would have expected to win. So uh, unlucky for them. Um, On to a team who are not unlucky. They are just shit. Uh, Wolves beat Arsenal two one. Um. Wolves are sitting quite pretty at the minute. They're sixth on 17 points, three points off second, I think. That's a massive win from that, not all. And one I, I sort of expected, to be honest, <laughs> because it's Arsenal and mm. they're, they're not very good. That's it, They've heavily relied on Aubameyang yeah. these past couple of years and he's not doing it this season so far. So, and we've spoke about Arsenal enough times on this pod for people that actually listen, and everybody listens because they haven't said that they're not. Uh, why is Mikel Arteta not listening? Mikel Arteta is listening. I mean, why is he not listening to what we're saying? He's not no, taking on board as tips because, because he's thinking about Barcelona. He's not, right, he's not yeah, interested sorry. in Arsenal. Yes, uh, Obi. That's <laughs> <laughs> all knows. Well, I. It was another typical Arsenal performance. And we, we, we actually compared these two clubs at the back end of last season. Yeah. And we both sat there and said, who would you rather have, Wolves squad or Arsenal squad? And we all said Wolves. Mm. Yeah. And I they did it without the main striker. <laughs> yeah, on, on that. So, I can't, 20 minutes in or something like that. Uh, Jimenez cleared the ball. Four minutes in. Oh, four minutes. Oh, yeah. wait, that, okay. Yeah, um, really. David Louise 
went for the both went for headers. You know, no, it wasn't. It was given as a foul, which I think was a little bit harsh. Um, but Jimenez went out straight away. Uh, Louise went down. Uh, he's actually ended up with a fractured skull, Jimenez, um, which is he'd be out for a long time with that. But thankfully, he's all right. Obviously, because when he went down, you sort of fear the worst. When players go down like that, you, there is a real, real scare. Yeah, I was watching it live, and uh, I, I w- wasn't actually watching it at that point. I heard the thud. And it's horrible. They, 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 I, I didn't watch it live. I watched it on Match It Day. Match It Day still played the thud. It were horrible. It, it's the fact that it's the thud and the fact that when he hits the deck, it hits the deck at a daft angle, but doesn't move mm. and sort of. If you fall funny, you sort of move yourself around to mm. sort of get more comfortable. He didn't, and you sort of think. Oh, this could this could be really bad. This for a second. Hmm. Um, I, I think obviously he's going to have a long time with injuries. I think the, the the bigger talking point to be honest is the fact that David Luiz after that was allowed back on pitch. So these concussion protocols, because he went off at half time, he clearly weren't right. I, I'm not sure these concussion protocols are being followed particularly stringent. Well, the football concussion protocols are very relaxed. If you yeah. if you if you can pass one test. That's fine. You're done. You're all right. You can carry on. Uh, whereas other sports, cricket, uh, rugby, whatever, you can make basically make temporary subs. Cricket's much easier because you just come out and go back in. Um, but there's but there's delayed concussion. There's, if you watch, if anybody watches cricket last year when Steve Smith got hit in the head from Joffrey Archer, we find he passed the concussion test. But 20 minutes later, he just went. So for David, it's such a simplistic way to do it from a football point of view. They've got to start bringing in temporary substitutions. Ode? Uh, he has got positives for that, obviously. But is that system open to abuse? I think yes. the way to I think the way to avoid that is to have you're going to have however many players, seven or nine players, namely the bench. You name one outfield player who can come on and act as a temporary substituting game. So that you don't have the luxury of choosing which player you put on. You just pick. We have one of those subs named as your temporary concussion substitute. I think so this, this is so really messing with things again. No, I think it's so that if if a defender goes <laughs> off and that person you've named is a striker, there isn't an advantage to bringing that person on. It's purely for the fact that you are having them checked out for a concussion. What if two of your players headbutt each other? Yeah, you know, so, you can only bring one on. No, I, I think what they should, if you're going to bring it in, and this is why it's not been passed so far, is because clubs are only looking at self-interests. There should be an independent doctor at each Premier League ground, which is not difficult, mm. where they say, right, we, 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 we need to take him off for 10 minutes to do proper concussion tests. You do one in one, on one minute, one in five minutes, blah, blah, blah. And then if the doctor says, yeah, he's got concussion, then he obviously has to stay off. But it's got to be. It's got. To, it would have to be done by an independent person, and that's. I think that's why it's not been passed through so far, because the clubs can't agree on what is yeah. fair. The issue is, is that each club, particularly in Premier League, has a doctor with them on match days, um, and if you're saying that that doctor can't make a decision because he's got an affiliation to that club, then how can the other doctor, who's probably at the ground because he's local to that ground and will have some sort of affiliation with that club, also make the same decision? All of the bollocks, anyway. We live in a fucking Nancy state. Yeah, what happened to Terry Butcher? Snowflakes, snowflakes everywhere. Get up, get strapped up, and get on with it. Yeah, look, look what happened to Jack Charlton and Nobby Styles. They were all fine, weren't they? 
that, that's from Eddie and Big Leather Baldwin. Yeah, it is. David Louise's head could be made of leather. It, to be fair to Louise, it, it, you can sort of forget the um, concussion thing if you want. He was still bleeding. He was bleeding through his fucking bandages. And you're not, oh, you're not, Pat, what's against the rules? Paddy Kiss Nobo, he had to have plastic surgery after he cut his head and had his head wrapped up for us. Paddy Kiss Nobo also put a shovel out on a player at Doncaster. Yeah, so what we say, what's the verdict? I'm saying Paddy Kiznovo is not in his right mind to make any medical decisions. <laughs> um, Paddy, Paddy, if you are listening, and you are listening because you've not said that you are, I think you should come on the show and explain. Fetch your shovel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So we what we're voting on the temporary rules. Zuttal's a definite no. Old wins a yes. Old, what are you saying on a temporary sub? As long as it can be done right. Uh, I've got I've got splinters again here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. It, it depends how they present it, in it, and how, yeah. how they go about it. Yeah, obviously, if like Imanez last night, you, but how well, often yeah. does that happen? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he'd have carried on. No. I don't <laughs> think he'd have carried on. No. <laughs> Strap him up and throw him back on and stick him on goal some, line. Some sort of weekend at Bernie's situation where he's got him propped up by ropes. <laughs> Put him in net. That's my way to shoot against the fuckers anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, diff- it's difficult because, like I said, with cricket, you, in, when you're batting, you just stick next man in. It's easy. Rugby's, I think rugby's much more relaxed with the substitutes anyway. So it's like, easy like, with other sports like that. Like, so we, we played cricket for quite 15 years on and off. Did anyone take the concussion rule seriously until the Phil Hughes incident? You honestly tell me that that rule was taken seriously prior to Phil Hughes' death. If you're telling me there was a concussion rule before that, I have no idea. I I, I I thought it was brought in because of what happened to Phil Hughes, who was Australian cricketer who got hit in the back of the head. For anybody that don't know. Yeah, the, the issue there is that it took someone dying for rules yeah. to change. And if that's going to happen in football, then football's quite happy to wait for that person to die before they make the rule change, which is the real problem here. Well, you look over a weekend, uh, with what, if you look at what happened in Formula 1 over a weekend, with the steps that they've taken to make the safe sport as safe as possible, um, thankfully, some, that guy survived. And even three or four years ago, he would have died because they were pro- proactive in making the changes. Although that were actually caused because a Formula 1 driver died a few years ago. It was sort of a knock-on effect from that. Football should, for me, they should be more proactive. I get what not all saying... But at the same time, it's you've got to start protecting players from themselves, for me. But we will uh, move on, because that's uh, a chat for another day, uh, I'm, which I'm sure will be another chat for another day, sorry. Um, Sheffield United and West Brom. <laughs> so before we move on to the actual game itself, last week me and Wayne talked to Louis from um, the Baggies podcast, Robert Baggies we pod. Um, so we're going to put that in here so you can hear from it. It's about 10, 10 15 minute chat. About his time supporting West Brom uh, over the past 10, 12 years or so. Really good chat, really good chat. So we'll uh, catch you on the other side. Hello, everybody. We've got another fan uh, chat today. Uh, today we are with Louis, who is, for, who is a West Brom fan from the Baggies podcast. Thanks for joining us, Louis. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, so like, like, we, like we do with other ones, like we do with a couple of the ones we've already done, we're going to go through uh, Louis' knowledge of supporting West Brom um, so we can all educate ourselves a bit better on, on this week, West Brom. 
Um, so tell us about your sort of supporting history. Uh, we talked before, you started about 2008 supporting West Brom, is that right? Uh, yeah, I, my dad took me to a couple of FA Cup games in mm. 2008. I, I probably wouldn't be able to remember them particularly well. <laughs> but yeah, in about 2008, it was a couple of seasons after that great escape, which I, I'm not probably not old enough to remember. But mm. I've been told I've been told stories by people around me at the ground and people, you know, my, my dad's family and my mum's family you know, telling me about this fantastic great escape. So that's probably the thing that I can tell you earliest about, which mm. I wasn't there for, but I can probably recall what happened. Uh, I haven't been told about it endlessly, really. Yeah, well, West Brom was sort of known in that early period of the 2000s as a yo-yo club. Um, I totally, in fact, since 2000, you've had five promotions to the Premier League, obviously, relegations in there. Do you feel like West Brom is still sort of known as a yo-yo club? Uh, well, I've feel like we still are known as mm. one I, you know uh, it's it's it happens to you know incense quite a lot of West Brom fans nowadays <laughs> being still called the yo-yo club I mean you know we've spent since 2010 uh, obviously to 2018 I think it was when we've just been we've just come down to the championship and obviously gone back up we spent an eight year spell so I think we hoped that would sort of get rid of the yo-yo tag but obviously, uh, due to that period with, you know, the five promotions seems to, you know, still be sort of that albatross around the neck, really. Those years in the Premier League, um, I see that you had several of those years, which were, which were some really, really good years in there. Um, was there any particular highlights of that sort of spell in the Premier League that from sort of 2010 onwards? Well, well, the, we had the season with uh, Roy Hodgson, which mm. was which was fantastic. Uh, you know, he played he played some really nice football uh, at the Hawthorns. Uh, Steve, when we had Steve Clark, one of my favourite memories as an Albion fan watching this live was it, it was actually a draw. It was a five-all draw with with Manchester United uh, um, in Sir Alex Ferguson's last last game as Man United manager mm. at the Hawthorns and. Um, it was when Romelu Lukaku on loan from Chelsea scored a hat-trick. It, it w really was one of my personal favourite ever memories at the Hawthorns. So we have had some really good memories in the Premier League of late. Uh, but, you know, we have uh, recently, the more recent years in the Premier League, had to endure some pretty pretty nasty football uh, and with Tony Pulis um, managing us, you know, just sort of, the ten cent, the set ten men at the back, and all that sort of mm. stuff. But yeah, we have had some good times in the Premier League over the past ten years. But we have had to endure some pretty dire football uh, in recent times in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you've mentioned Tony Pulis. Obviously, <laughs> as, as a Wednesday fan, looking forward to the uh, to the entertaining brand of football he's about to bring to Hillsborough. <laughs> um, is it? Would you would you consider him in recent times probably the more darker days of being a West Brom fan? Uh, yeah, well, I think actually, I, I, I dissed Tony Pulis in that, in that last statement I made, but I do have to say that probably the darkest you know, West Brom memory I'm going to have to have is, is of Alan Pardew mm. being at the club and, and the whole taxi incident. I thought that just, oh, it yeah. just summed up his managerial reign, really. It was so disorganised, so disjointed between him and the players. It started off so well. I mean, we didn't even, I, I say it started off so well, we didn't win a game for a couple of games, we didn't even score, but you could see the effort was there. And we beat, I think we beat Brighton 2-0 at home for, with two goals from corners. And then um, the game, and then the weeks after that, it was just absolute turmoil. I mean, you know, the, the fact that you had players out there stealing taxis in Spain was a pretty bad sign uh, for things to, for <laughs> the things that were happening at the club. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to get over that. Um, <laughs> as any Leicester fan who remembers the mm. uh, the end of Nigel Pearson's reign will uh, will testify. Um, talk, if we move on to more Slavin Bilic, um, who's been at the club. Uh, what did you make of uh, of his reign? Uh, well, so far it's well. I say so far uh, in the championship, it's been uh, he, he's been fantastic. You know, you can see that he he clearly does have a lot of fantastic managerial qualities. You know, he clearly has a lot of passion for the club already, which is really good because he you know he only really started at the at the start of last season. Uh, he clearly has become you know really into the spirit of the club and all that. Uh, but he's, yeah, this season, obviously, with no win, hasn't exactly gone the way that we wanted. But over recent games, you can see that things are starting to pick up in a way. But, you know, last season, it, it really was fantastic. Until the end, we actually have this slump probably at the worst time possible after the after the league was um, suspended for a bit. We had probably the worst run of form and are actually still in it. You know, we haven't actually, I, th- I don't think we've won a game since we played Hull. In in March or it was it March or April or something like that, uh, we we played Hull and we beat them, but we haven't actually won since. But yeah, Slaven Bilic's reign so far for me is has been quite good. He's got us up in one season. It was meant to be a two year project that he was meant to build on, and he's got us up in one season. So you have to say that's a good job. As as a Rotherham fan, I've got to ask about Simeon Jai, who you bought bought for next to nothing from us. Uh, how good has he been? Because when he was us, it was it was superb and looked destined for better things. Uh, particularly this season in the Premier League, how has he looked at the sort of the step up? Oh, he's 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 been absolutely fantastic. I have to say, it was at one point five million that we we picked him up from from you lot for. It, it's absolute mm. bargain yeah. when you think about it. I mean, I, I I don't know what you're doing letting him go for that sort of <laughs> price. You know, I'd have asked for ten fifteen million. It, for for this sort of player, he he really is fantastic. He's, it, I did, I wasn't sure whether he'd make the step up mm. because sometimes in the championship he he could be a bit you know a bit a bit rocky at, a mm. bit rocky at the back. But you know he stepped up and he's he's looked one of our better players this season. Definitely, it, he's 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 rapid as well. He's absolutely yeah. rapid. Yeah, I love it. He's got, he's got, he, when we were everything he needed to be to become a, a top look like a top player. And thank, I'm really chuffed that he's uh, he's doing really well. Uh, it, it, because you got promoted, we got another million. So, two point five—that's uh, that's still an absolute steal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, is there any other sort of standout players this season? I know you say you've not won uh, yet. Um, is there any sort of players who you're thinking that they can? The Dean Garner you signed didn't the start of the season. Is, is he sort of one you think can help you this season? Uh, well, he 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 started off. Dean Garner started off really well um, mm. with his with the game against Everton. I know we lost and shipped five goals, but him and Pereira in that game looked looked like they were really going to make the step up. I'd say Pereira's uh, had a bit of a slump, and he's come back up in the past couple of de- games. I wouldn't say Dean Garner's looked particularly fantastic. Mm. If I have to be honest, um, I expected a little bit more from him, but I think perhaps the um, you know, he, he's just finding his feet. I mean, he, he did play a bit of Premier League football with West Ham, but not a huge amount. And obviously, this is a we're a team at the moment who haven't been scoring many goals of late. So perhaps he's not really getting into his creative flow. But a man I have to, you know, stick a stick a you know big thumbs up to is is Sam Johnston, who mm. is our goalkeeper. And I'm completely surprised. I mean, he did make a, a pretty hefty mistake in the Spurs game which, where he allowed the ball. He came like halfway out of his box and ended up getting, you know, lobbed by Harry Kane with a header. 
But, um, mm. you know, in that Man United game uh, last week, he was a man of the match for me. I, I think, you know, his shot stopping is fantastic. And I, last season, I was one of his biggest critics, actually, you know, saying about his, he, he, he still does have these issues. You know, he, he's, he can be a bit uh, nervy when coming to collect crosses, you know, in the box and the ball's being lofted up to him. Uh, and perhaps a bit of commanding of his penalty area can be a bit weak, but his shot stopping, it really is second to none. So I'd probably have to say he's he would be my player of the season, closely followed by Semi Ajayi this season. Yeah, I was uh, quite impressed by Johnson in the Manu game. And just a, a quick point on the penalty save. I'm not too <laughs> sure. I'm not too sure how he's supposed to stay on his line. He, he, he's made a brilliant save. He's come about three inches off his line. I've had to retake it. God, yeah. it's ridiculous. It is, yeah. He must feel. He, you must feel if you're a goalkeeper, and um, you know players are doing the, you know, mm. the hop, skip, and jump, the old triple jump thing. And um, you know, you, you've got to. He he said in the uh, the the post match interview that you know as a goalkeeper you're taught to come off your line and you know close down an angle. I mean, you know, obviously for a penalty you can't really just come and run out your goal, mm. but you know you're supposed to you know get a bit of uh, momentum into your dive by jumping a little bit forward. But yeah, he must feel very hard done by because if he'd have saved that penalty, we we you know it might it would probably end up nil nil and he'd have probably been man of the match. But yeah, yeah. Um, so you've obviously talked about the current squad. Um, you've got January transfer uh, market opening soon. Um, I can't I can't imagine you won't be having a, a browse around. Um, what are the sort of targets you'd be looking for? Uh, well, I t- I'm not sure, actually, because it, it's, you know, the the finances of the club, you know, you, we, and the transfer budget is, is completely unknown because we were told uh, the, the Slaven Bilic came out and said at the start of the summer, we've got 20 million to spend. Now, that 20 million after, you know, he's, he's apparently been up to the board and been up to the owners many, many times to speak to them about the transfer budget. And we've ended up spending about... Uh, Ooh, I think it must be about 35 million if you include the money for Carl and Grant. Um, that, that is like in installments. We only mm. paid 2 million up front, but that's probably going to rise to about 15 in installments. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure really what, what it is that we need. I'd say perhaps uh, another, it's more about squad depth really, because once you look, at that, you look yeah. at that starting 11 and you think, well, you know, fair enough, you've probably got a pretty decent 11. But when you look on the bench, you think, is there really anybody who's going to come on and change the game? You know, so I think maybe maybe a winger or somebody on the bench, a bit of a flair player who's going to come on and perhaps cause some problems for the opposition, perhaps an extra centre-half as well. You know, since we've ship Pegasi off, which was another thing that Slavin Bilic found himself a bit incensed by, because um, apparently that was behind his back, that sale of Ahmed Hegazi, who's, you know, along with Semi Ajayi, would probably be our best centre-back. So I'd probably say another centre-back in there to, to, uh, to add to a bit of squad depth. With this season, is it sort of, do you think we've got to stay up, otherwise we might not come back for a while? Or do you think there's, from, from Bilic's point of view, you think there's a sort of if, if things don't go as well as they could do and you do get real, do you think you'll you'll be in a good position to come back as strong, if not stronger? That probably rests on whether Billich would want to stay because, mm. as I said, he's had so many problems with the board. I, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't want to stay if we went down and I was slaving mm. Billich. I think I can get myself probably a job in a decent mid-table team with a board that are going to give him some money to spend and uh, give him the money to spend on, uh, and build a team with. 
But yeah, that, it would probably rest on whether we kept Slavin. If we kept Slavin, I can see us potentially going going back up. But if we if we lose Slavin, we probably would end up in a bit of trouble, and perhaps it would be another rebuilding project that we'd have to work with. Yeah, fair, fair point. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, thank you for doing this. Uh, so, you know, the Baggies podcast, where can, if people fancy giving you a listen, where can they find that? Uh, we're, we're on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think it's even on Google as well. If you, you know, if you just type it in, I'm, I'm fairly mm. sure you can find it quite easily. Excellent. And the last question which we're asking everybody is, so over your time supporting your club, uh, who would you pick as your favourite player? Oh, that, that's a hard well, uh, I've got a picture of him in front of me right now, and it's going to have to be Claudio Jacob. Bit of a strange pick, mm. but al- al- always 100% in the middle of the park has to be one of my favourites. Fair enough. That is a strange one. We like a strange favourite player. <laughs> they're, they're, the, they're the best ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for doing this, Louis. And I uh, hope everybody who was listening to this, I hope you've really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. No worries, mate. So thanks to everybody for listening to Louis. If you want to give them, like, like you mentioned in the chat, um, the Baggers Pod, wherever you get your podcast, if you're a West Brom fan, get involved uh, Get involved with him and uh, follow him on Twitter and everything as well because uh, he was a good lad, wasn't he, Wim? Yeah, he was, he was a good, good person to have a t- uh, talk to. He, uh, he knows, you know, obviously knows he's West Brom. He uh, wasn't particularly complimentary on Tony Pulis, no. which, was, which was quite funny. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely worth... Uh, giving that a listen if you are a West Brom fan yeah and next week or the week coming we have spoken me and Nuttall spoke to uh, Nilesh from Villa let me get it right because I got it wrong when I spoke to him Villains Together um, he's done it's a great, book. great research you've done here Alexi well, well done. he got it wrong every time he's mentioned it to be fair during the interview it's alright <laughs> we, we are normally more professional actually we're not normally more no, professional we're not. no we're not um, but just to put next one we uh, spoke to Louis regarding this as we were waiting for him to connect up to the video call, Laxie was pro- calling me a problem child. <laughs> Except for the fact that Laxie didn't realise that he'd already connected and he was listening to us. So, yeah. Wayne. That's the real professionalism we're at. Are you a problem? I'm not a child. Nah, well, not at all. Odie, is he a child? Yes. I think so, yeah. I'm a professional person. I rest my case, officer. I think we're digressing. Continue, Laxie. Yeah, we'll talk about Sheffield United and West Brom. So as we just spoke to West Brom fan, we'll talk about the West Brom game. Uh, West Brom win 1-0. Uh, a big, big, big win for West Brom United. A crushing defeat, West, really, for Sheffield United. West Brom United, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about said, that is, he said it, and I was, I was sort of thinking that he was doing me a joke. And then you called him out in it, and he still took a couple of seconds to work out what he said wrong. I, I, I said I, there were meant to be a space in there. West Brom and United. That's what I meant to say. For those who want to listen to the West Brom United podcast. <laughs> uh, West Brom won 1-0. Um, we'll start with Sheffield United, because they're sitting... Pretty. And Wayne are probably enjoying this too much. So we're going to ask Odin. Although you're probably quite enjoying Sheffield United being rock bottom mode. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It's uh, one filled, uh, one filled down there, isn't it? Are you telling me you're worried about relegation? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm going to make a joke about Roy Keane uh, and Arsenal. Oh, sorry. I'm going to get on to the Arsenal fans, but uh, <laughs> now uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a horrendous uh, mm. start from, and I think that that game. If if the w- we're gonna have any chance of survival, 
you need to be picking three points up in games like that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, they are really going to struggle to get anywhere. They were sitting on one point from the start of the season. No, so can you see them getting anything from anywhere? Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, we've we've we've. I've written them off many times before and they've proved me wrong, so I'm, I'm reluctant to do it because they'll, they'll about turn around and win six on the trot. Mm. Um, but I can't see where they're going to improve. They don't have the, they don't have the, the players. They never have. They've, they've journeyed through with a load of League One players and I hope and pray that they've been found out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the- and, I, and I think if it continues like this, uh, particularly as they've got uh, Bogroll Prince taking over last year, uh, who's probably got no affiliation with Chris Wilder, really. They, no. they, might, they might get rid of him if this carries on. I was and thinking that. I think that'll be even worse for him because mm-hmm. I think the players overperform with, yeah. with Chris Wilder there. Uh, so just I, I don't know whether I'd like him. He doesn't have any affiliation with Chris Wilder, but he does have an affiliation with Osama Bin Laden. Is that what I mean, saying? Bin Laden's dead now, so it's fine. But am I wrong in what I'm saying? No. Uh, he's, he's sick of uh, the Bin Laden family being uh, tarnished with uh, did that, Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. We'd be related to Sheffield. <laughs> um, that's a good point, Nuttall Mex, there, Wayne, um, about. It's not, it's not Kevin McCabe who's been Sheffield United chairman for a long, long time. Everybody knows how he works and he was relatively loyal. This guy, we, who nobody really knows, we've no idea how patient he could be. He could decide tomorrow he wants to sack this guy who's done this fantastic, amazing job and put him in shit and bring, oh, God knows who in. Alan Pardew, that'd be good. He's in, he's in Bulgaria. Uh, he might take a step down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I enjoyed that. Um, to answer your question, it's the price you pay getting to the Premier League because the Premier League is no longer a millionaire's club, it's a billionaire's club. And people like Kevin McCabe can't compete in there. You will have to get Osama bin Laden's cousin to come and help you. Um, so you're on about sort of values and whether they're going to have the patience to stick with what the fans want. They don't care what the fans want. No. What the fans want to them when they're in Premier League is irrelevant because the, what the fans bring in is about 10% of their income. It's about just keeping the club in Premier League. So they can have 0,000 fans booing in each game because there's no fans there, so they don't give really care about that. Mm. It, it doesn't particularly matter to them. It's all a business. Yeah, I agree. Uh, West Brom, it's a big win for them. Uh, they need every point's precious uh, in that dogfight down there. Um Oh, they were the look. Sheffield could have had four or five if they could find the shooting boots. So they've got still got problems with West Brom. It weren't flawless win, were it? No. And uh, I think that's been the story of Sheffield United season and all, hasn't it? Uh, mm. just that they, 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 they create a reasonable amount of chances to, yeah. for a side that, that's on, sat on bottom on one point. Mm. Uh, they just can't find back at net, which is... Uh, why the panic about, about uh, Brewster? Um, yeah. uh, but he's not he's not been the the uh, problem resolver. Save you. What what the one thing I say? Wilder's not bought well when he's had money. 
No, it's not. If you look at anybody who's bought and brought him while they've been in Premier League, how many of them have worked? He works well on a shoe. Last season. I think he scored one in 20 or something now, though. I think Sander Burr's got the potential to be a decent player, but that's potential rather than anything that's actually happening at the moment. Mm. Um, but like, like he says, all the people he has bought in on money, look at McBurney, for example, they've been yeah. terrible signings. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a big, big problem. But like West Brom uh, fans have out of the relegation zone, or they certainly did um, before Fulham played. Was that the, Fulham played today. We, we're not going to cover that because... Uh, we didn't watch it because we're all working. Uh, but Fulham beat uh, Leicester 2-1, which takes that takes Fulham outside the relegation zone to fifth bottom. Um, so it's very, very close. We've got, got West Brom on seven points, or fifth bottom, fourth bottom, sorry. West Brom, fourth bottom on six points, third bottom, sorry. And then Burnley <laughs> on five points, and then Sheffield United on one. Um, so it's, I, un- I, just for clarity, I've got no idea what the table is either. <laughs> After Lacks has just related it. <laughs> I can, I can join her another goal. Lacks, tell us again, but tell us where West Hamwich Albion are. Sheffield <laughs> United are sitting at the bottom on one point, then Burnley above them on five, West Brom above them on six points. That's your relegation zone. Fulham are now on seven points, and then Brighton are three points further ahead. And that's where you're starting to get a mid table pack. Uh, a Palace, Arsenal, Leeds, Man City, all that. Happy? <laughs> I like how you've added Man City into mid-table pack. It's good. They are. I know. Yeah. That's just entertaining. Great. They're on. They're on 15 points, Man City. Uh, so we're gonna. We are gonna move on to Man City in a minute. Um, would you like to go bag of goals or would you like to go Super Six updates? Odie, I'll let you have pick. Let's go uh, bag of goals. There we go. Let me go on, get, I'll get your bag let, out. Let me. Let me get my images up. Uh, there were a particular league that was of great interest this weekend. Was it Gibraltar again? No. Oh. Was it Slovenia's third division women's? No, it was Romanian Cup actually. Oh. Uh, there weren't there weren't masses and masses really, I suppose, but there was uh, an eight two. The University of Cluj beat Husana Husi, which sounds like a Big Brother contestant. Eight two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gaz Metin Medias beat FC Voluntari 6 0. Gaz did that all on his own. He did, yeah, <laughs> good, good. And Astra, is Astra Girugia or something like that Re- beat Repensa Timmy something 5 1. So there were three big score lines in that cup. Uh, Actually, you know, you know, when you look through our like listeners, do we have any many in East, old Eastern Bloc countries? Because <laughs> The way Nuttall flawlessly pronounces these two names, <laughs> you've got to be really endearing yourself to them. Well, well, well sp- speaking of uh, that region, Estonia is my next league. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, keep going. I'm enjoying this. Uh, Floritalin, which I feel like I've heard of them for some reason. I think reason. they've been in Europe. Yeah. Uh, be paid... I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to even attempt the second one. But they won seven-one. Florida okay. uh, And I don't, I don't, I'm. I'm. I'm going to miss out the rest of the goals. There weren't any particularly high scores this week. I didn't find anything higher than an eight, which is uh, disappointing. Not good. Uh, but Europa FC did win one-nil against Lions Gibraltar, keeping them second. Keeping played against some Lions. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> There was a, there was a six 0 in the FA Cup, there weren't there? I think Bristol Rovers beat Darlington or something like that six 0 
Yeah, they did. Um, we'll come on to that in a minute. So, yeah, Burnley uh, went to the Etihad. Um, and Burnley do what Burnley do and got an absolute spanking. Uh, in the last six visits to the Etihad, Burnley have conceded 27 goals and scored one. There's been some, this, I think that's like the third 5 0 they've had <laughs> going there. Um, so I don't, I don't think, oh, can we take anything from it really? Because it's a regular thing going to City and losing big. I think Odin has got something that's taken from it. Odin, what was the best oh. thing you took out of that game? Oh, Bailey Peacock foul uh, having a mare. It didn't count, though, did it? Having a, uh, well, no, it didn't, but in his head it will have. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a Premier League debut. He must be up there with some kind of record uh, conceding that much on a Premier League debut. I hope he's happy with it. <laughs> well, okay. When uh, when we played City Cup a few years ago, we had Rodak in there and conceded seven. And then the season after, Fulham played City in the FA Cup and conceded six. So in two, <laughs> two visits, they conceded 13 goals. So we had a good couple of years. Um, yeah, anything anybody can take off City were comfortable and Burnley were shit. Anybody, again, anything from that? Again, it's that uh, with like Newcastle. I mean, they know that they can't. I'd be so pissed off. Yeah. Uh, watching uh, if that one, Martin, win and mm. win that against. Oh, we we already beat before we got pitched. It's not mm. like that. We sit here a minute. No, it's so, not. And it, it's same with. Well, it's same with a lot of all Premier League sides. I'd say. Mm. It's not. It's not like uh, anyone's dominant this season. No, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, it, may, it may work for City. I think it's the it's the first time they scored more than two at home this season, which is as compared to, compared to previous seasons. They were regular big scorers, weren't they? So they might they were hoping to use that as a bit of a springboard uh, to, for further things. But who knows? Um, that's all my Premier League action I've got written down. So we always end the Premier League section with uh, Super Six and. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We're not yeah. talking about Leeds. No, no. Yeah. Pass on. Super, this, super six. This, this, super this six. isn't the Northern the top of the Super Six League this week. Leeds wins or draw. This is, this is, we're, we're having Leeds in there. What Why? Performance. What a performance. And I'll tell you something. Not many sides play as good football as us. We can play, we can play football as good as anyone in this league. And... And that goes to show its stats and all because we've created more chances than anyone. So you you're not saying we're going to get relegated, bollocks! Not going to happen. Um, Super six. Odin's just moved house, but if we find out the area that he lives <laughs> in, and we'll send around a mental health worker to assess him. Um, that should do it. <laughs> and that's for Dan Senior as well. That's your lead's a bit done. <laughs> uh, right, let's, move on to super, let's move on to Super 6 um, it, it, There's only really one story to talk about here And basically, as I, as I have been doing for recent weeks I've been prompting Laxia to do his Super 6 <laughs> And he did do it this week He did um, However, about 5-3 to three, He decided to send us predictions Where he'd predicted every game and finished 0-0 <laughs> In an effort to wind it all up Um so, as you can probably expect, Lexi finished joint top this week. <laughs> nope, I don't know how it happened either, but oh, he, uh, he's ridiculous. 
the way forward. I'm doing it every week now. I'm just nil-nil every week. Yeah, so, I mean, you only had nine points, like I said, but it wasn't a great week for everyone, but you did finish uh, joint top with Tony Travers... Oh, Tony Travisara. I don't know who that is. Well done, Tony. So you said it as if you knew who it were. Oh, it's Tony. Good old Tony. Big Tony uh, from that uh, road. Odom was joint fourth with six points, and... Nuts, where's nuts? Oh, I, had a terrible, I got two points or something like that. I, yeah. I, I got four points, you got two points, you somehow worse than me. So, uh, yeah, well done there. Um, that puts overall for the season, Alan Stevenson still top, creating a bit of a gap as well, 10 point lead. Uh, let's see if I've maintained. I've, I'm above Odin by a point. I'm in 15th, Odin's in 16th, Nuttall 20th, and Lexi, you are still bottom. So, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, fantasy football, right? It, it didn't, it didn't go well for me on fantasy football. I'm not going to lie. I somehow managed to finish the week on 14 points, which is, I think, <laughs> the lowest any of us have ever got in a week. Um, and I've now gone below Odin, so I'm second bottom now. Odin's third bottom. So yes, yes. That's how, that's how well it's gone. Not all in 28th. And actually, I'm not doing too badly if I remember still right. Ten, still 10th. I've, I've not, I've not changed place in about six weeks. Yeah, although I've got, so, I've got Grealish in my team and Grealish has scored tonight, so that'll help. Um, Vlad's lads, Jack Rulia, top of the league. Well done, Jack. Um, yeah, so uh, a week to, for all of us, hopefully, to, to figure in both fantasy football and Super Six. Very Who's good. Sorry? Who's top of the league? Well, in fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, overall for the season, uh, Vlad's lads. John Rulier. Yeah, well done, John. And uh, well, well done, done John, Wendell and uh, Alan Stevenson, top of each league. Very good. Uh, on to the EFL. Um, we'll start with the bottom because it's funny. Uh, Derby where drew one all with Wickham. Uh, somebody put that the video out of the day from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where the two guys are just punching each other at crop, in balls. That's what that game reminded me of. Just two people just <laughs> punching each other, but then hurting themselves at the same time. Just, the, yeah. Derby, a serious chance of going down. What's happening? It's bizarre, really, because it's a squad on the whole that's yeah. hung around the top end of the league for a fair few years. Uh, I don't know. He's starting to stagnate as a team, um, mm. and I don't think Rooney... As much as obviously he's got a lot of promises as a manager, I don't think he's the right person to get him out of that situation. No, I agree. It all went downhill when the Beatles in playoffs. Ever since then, it, just it, because we didn't speak about your Premier League game doesn't then, mean. <laughs> ever since then, though, there's there's been all that with Lawrence and and uh, what do you call him, Nobed. Kio on that. Kio, yeah, and uh, it's just gone tits, and yeah. So that that's that's the reason. You shouldn't you shouldn't spout. You shouldn't beat Leeds. It, just shouldn't. imagine if they had got a points deduction, by the way. I don't know. You've got to remember they didn't get one. That's true, one. actually. Yeah. If they keep going bottom of the league, I don't think these guys who want to take him over. I just think they want to take over a team that's rock bottom at championship, staring relegation in face. These multi million longer it goes on, doesn't it, I suppose. Yeah, well, January can't come quick enough for Dar because they need to buy something or change something. I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to do something. Um, normally, that would be a good point for Wickham, but obviously with Derby being down there as well, they might feel probably a bit disappointed they're not taking advantage of Derby whilst they're down there. 
Um, the other team in the relegation zone are Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, picked up a point. Is that right against Stoke? Yeah, it um, were an awful game. We didn't I, have a single shot on target. I saw some people on Twitter, um, some journalists saying that in the you know ten years, twenty years, thirty years, they'd be more, more following the football. It was one of the worst games they've ever seen. Uh, your expected goals was 0.14, which is the lowest <laughs> I can recall seeing. It's a higher than I expected it to be, based on game. Have you felt like with football yet? I have. <laughs> it, it, at the end of the day, he's, to, be, to be fair, Pulis is he's pretty honest. He's basically said that they're not good enough going forward. Mm. The strikers, the, the forward players aren't good enough. Uh, they've got no pace to get in behind. Is the writing's on the wall for every striker at club? Yeah, I don't get it though. Strikers. We we do have some good strikers by name. Yeah, um, jo- Jordan Rhodes was our record signing for reported. I think it's rising to ten mil, but we're not going to the Premier League anytime soon. It's more like eight mil. Um, he was put on at half time and taken off on eighty fourth minute. <laughs> Not injured. Nope. His reaction when he was taken off was um, uh, interesting. Good. So, yeah, I don't He's get fun. how you've had you've had that many like decent championship strikers, and no manager you've had has managed to get a tune out of them. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. When, when, when last time you had somebody score over twenty goals for you? Mm, I mean, did Hooper get? Uh, probably not 20, quite. Uh, Neil Mellow, what last person? Yeah. That League 20, one. Yeah. 2010-2011. Okay. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, they look solid defensively. They didn't look like conceding either. I That's say, the only yeah. thing I will say. So. They only had one real chance of that good nice second minute. Mm. Um, I think we've heard enough about Wednesday now. <laughs> hey, yeah, but we can laugh at them for, getting, for being rubbish showed. So that's why we brought it up. Yeah. Um, in the only no League One, League Two, or there were only a couple, but uh, the top two teams drew. Uh, Bob drew rather than Norwich drew with Coventry. They'll they'll both see that as points dropped uh, in the in the chase up top. And the Reading top got, three top three in Championship are now the three yeah. relegated teams. Yeah, without being, I, I don't feel like anybody's got into gear in Championship though. But no, then they still find the way to the top. Um, Impressive so, yeah. result for Rotherham though. Yeah, we were unlucky. Azmir Begovic had a rate game, pulled us from top, top saves. Uh, a draw probably was a fair result, but at the same time, we had we, he kept them in game. Um, they, they were very sensitive about it. They didn't like the way that we played against them because we didn't play try and play pretty fancy little football. A lot of their fans were very unhappy that we tried to be aggressive and uh, you know tried to get some out of the game of football. But, you know... How dare you? <laughs> Did uh, Lewis Cook play last, like, see? No. No. Don't think so anyway. I don't recall him. I think when um, we played another week, he only came off at bench. I'll double check now. Solanke and Stanislas got the goals from a better they were penalty. Uh, and then just crossed into box. But Fred Depo got two goals. Shout out to him because I think if he starts hitting back at net a bit more regularly, uh, he's going to be a fantastic player. He's starting to, starting to click. Um, so hopefully it can start working for him. How, how uh, old is Alexa? Freddie, mm. mid twenties now. So you could get some money out of him if he starts firing. If he gets fifteen, twenty goals a season, then why not? 
and and, and he could. You know, if, if you give a chance, he'll is the type strike he'll score one in two chances, one in three chances. So, yeah, he's, he's certainly got potential, and he's starting to learn the other sides of his game. He was quite selfish last year, uh, just shooting shooting on spot. His second goal on weekend, which was a deflected goal, and very very you know a bit of luck. He worked really hard to get himself in a position, whereas last season he just shot from a shit angle. So he's uh, he's clearly worked a lot of stuff, and hopefully he's, uh, there's more to come from him. Like Sadie. Can I, mm. can I ask you a question about regarding players like that? Do, do you look at them and just think, just see money running round pitch? Or do you think, <laughs> do you have aspirations of actually keeping them and trying to get somewhere? Yeah, with the stage we're at the minute, it is just trying to solidify a championship, trying to stay up, and probably ideally sell them on for a lot of money. The ideal scenario for us is to become a Brentford-type club where you can sell players for a lot of money, bring in players like him for reasonable money, and then so sell them on. And then it becomes sustainable and then you can progress. That's a, a big aim. I know that's a big ask. Uh, but what else What else have we got to aim for? You know, with the budget that we've got, if we don't start bringing in millions and millions of pounds for players, there's no way we're going to ever be able to com- compete. We That's our model that we we are aiming for. Uh, and it, it's, it's working. I know Brentford eventually put a lot of money into it, but that's what they started doing, isn't it? bringing in nobdies for no money and then selling them on for a fortune. That's the plan. That's the aim. But it's a long time it making. It's about it's it's about staying up at minute. All right. Good question, though. Thank you. <laughs> uh, any other EFL chat? Because we'll finally do some FA Cup roundup. No, I think the draw's just been done. I think the uh, the main sort of highlight draw of the round is Marine getting Spurs. Yeah. That's that's the one that sticks out. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a shame, really, because yeah. they're not going to make as much money as they'd want off it. It's not going to be this. They'll still get a, a TV appearance out of it, but they won't be able to have fans there. It's a little bit disappointing, but still, that'll have them set for the next ten years. Oh, wow, just a bit. Who did Charlie get? Charlie beat Charlie uh, beat Peterborough. Came from a goal behind again. West Ham. Uh, like against Wigan. We'll see West Ham, maybe. Oh no, Derby. I'll tell Derby. you what. Home against Derby, they could actually beat them. I was going to say, what's different? A minute, what's different playing Peterborough and playing Derby? There's not much difference, really, is there? At um, least if you play Derby, you get to beat Rooney. That's so, true. I think it was the other non-league sides that got West Ham. The, the ones that are playing now. Can be Ireland and Bournemouth. Can can be Ireland at time of recording two 0 up. That I'm pretty sure Bournemouth were two 0 up. Bournemouth, Bournemouth. I know somebody were two up. But, like, see, your journalism just gets better and better, you know that. I never claim to be a journalist. <laughs> Are you listening to this Radio Sheffield? This is what he's telling you. Live on air. <laughs> it's not live. I could I could cut it out if you want. Um, Wednesday, I've got Exeter away. With the, obviously, that's the glamour tie of the round. Um, no deal of Leeds got? We have got, uh, I think it's away, Crawley. Oh yes, it's a lovely one, that isn't it. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, and we've TV, got TV potential. Yeah. Well, who, who did you lose to on telly when first round a few years ago? Hinkley or something oh, like that. Yeah. We, we've Histon. Done, Histon. 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 We've done Histon. We've done Sutton. Um, who else? Oh, we drew against. Um, I think it was Rick Kettering. We drew on against Kettering before we cup. Beat him in a replay. But yeah, we've. Uh, We've not covered ourselves in uh, glory all the time. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember the Histon one. It was the the infamous the postman delivered. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I, I think I speak for all three of our clubs when we could do we at FA Cup this year. Mm. Yeah, we we don't need the embarrassment of losing to Exeter again. Yeah. Hashtag scrap the FA Cup. And just for a seat, they, they could have got rid of EFL and FA Cup this season. Everybody <laughs> been fine with it. What do you mean? <laughs> you were against it as a temporary measure. I think it'd have been okay. Oh, like you got him here, likely. You got him. Oh. You got him that few minutes. You got him that few minutes. Air's falling out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, he's just bald. <laughs> like, see, he's not. He's gonna. He's gonna be up all night now. Podcast and uh, making a little montage of when we were on the back, the back cup being kept. I am going to be up on that, but it'll be bricking Lax's windows. <laughs> um, we've actually got a good draw. Obviously. But if you're breaking a window, it doesn't matter if you're social distanced. Because there's there'll a be fucking a, window. Got to be at least two metres away from the window. Got to avoid any sort of transmission. And this is why we never keep it under an hour. No, no you're right. Sorry, everybody. We, 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 we've been talking for weeks about trying to keep it under an hour. And then we're 65 minutes in and, uh, you know. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Uh, Rotherham got Everton away in the FA Cup. So what, what would have been a very good draw in normal circumstances now turns out to be completely pointless because you can't go and we're probably going to lose 3-0. You so don't beat the them like the shit. To be fair, if you lose to them, at least you can say you've lost it, Champions of England. No? What? Oh, wins Everton loving again. We're in about and winning league, weren't we? Right. Okay. Move on. Uh, anything? So that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah. um, anything else you want to quickly mention? Um, I've run out of stuff to talk about. Only thing I'm going to mention is that I hope Chorley go out of the FA Cup in next round, and I hope somebody sings Adele to them because I've had enough for a year in it. Yeah, I'm singing that again. But they beat they beat Peterborough in this, so they're allowed to do what they want after beating Peterborough. No, they're not. They're not allowed to just go in the dressing room and sing at Adele. They need to sing somewhat good. How, how sad that must have been for Darren McAntony, though, having to have a wank in front of the mirror while Adele's playing. <laughs> <laughs> you think Darren McAntony would have gone to Chorley? There's no way he'd have gone to fucking Chorley. He'll be sat in his Florida beach house. <laughs> Still, still, obviously, masturbating sadly with his own tears, but from, not from Chorley. I, I, I don't think I could go any further with this analogy, Alex. So we'll have to cut it. Otherwise, let's move on. Let's move on. Well, let's 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 end it there. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to us to us for tosses uh, and Louis from the Baggies Pod uh, as well. Uh, like I said, we'll be later on this week. They've got the Varcast uh, with Mick and Ben. Uh, and then we're going to put out the special episode um, from Villains Together uh, about the bats, speaking of Aston Villa. Really good chat on it. Not all about talk a lot about Grealish and just Villa in general recently. We were a good chat on it. It was very good. You sold it really well. Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for listening and tuning for for those episodes as well. Thank you very much, Wayne, for you know what for being a fucking problem child. <laughs> You're welcome, like I said. I thank do try. <laughs> and thank you very much, Jordan. You managed to get your mention in, so well done. Yeah, uh, I'd just like to... Yeah, uh, 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 He's magic!
Yeah, no. Like I said, stop the recording. <laughs> Sorry, I'll mute with him. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be asked to edit it, so I'll just mute with him. <laughs> oh. We can say what we want now. I mean, we're not going to because we're going to end the show, but we'll just continue saying what we want while the show's end- after the show's ended. Yeah, I can't unmute him. He won't let me, so I'm sorry. He's back. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Okay. And cheers, cheers, old boy, for uh, for your bag of goals. Lovely. And we'll be back next week for this one and obviously these episodes in between that we've already mentioned. Cheers, guys. Take it away, Natal. What? Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Uh,